Before we start today's show, I want to remind you guys that our 50-inch TV giveaway is currently happening. I apologize and forgot to put the link in the description last episode. I put it in too late, but it will be there right now. So if you want to enter our 50-inch TV giveaway, 50 inches, guys, it's a lot of inches. All you need to do is click on the link in the description of this episode and it lists all the ways that you can enter to win that 50-inch TV from subscribing on YouTube to following us on Instagram to following us on Twitter to retweeting the link. All those things are on the description of this episode. So go click on the link and get yourself a 50-inch TV. All right, time to start the show. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my fill-in host today, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. You do a good Joe Prano. I think you said the exact same thing four days ago. Did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, well, Joe, just so everybody knows, is currently on the road back from Lake Tahoe. He will be back in lovely Los Angeles sometime tonight. You know, we both follow Joe on his social media accounts. He looks like he's having the best time. I he's, mean, he's a fan of the Tahoe uh, area, which I've actually never been to still. I love the Reno Tahoe area because yeah. um, you can gamble on, you know, on certain parts of Tahoe and in Reno, of course. So I think it's awesome. It's a little less expensive than Vegas, it's a little bit more Wild West. Can we address something right now? Please. Do you have a gambling problem? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I want to. I want it to be, I want it to be a, a, a bigger problem than it is. Like, you have two kids now. Is there college tuition tied to gambling at any point? There was. Last year. Um, <laughs> Say you have a problem. Last year, uh, for two years, I, I did a, uh, like a system bet on hockey, which I, you know, I don't know the most about hockey, but I just was just doing a, I was just chasing some guy. And the first year we won like three, four grand. And then last year we lost almost all of it back. And okay. I just couldn't deal with the highs and lows. Like, cause you're, it was, it was a chase system. So you're like betting, you would chase it for a certain amount of games. And there are certain games you're betting a, more money than I was comfortable <laughs> okay. doing. So I was happy to retire that for, for at least the year. But you don't actually really follow hockey yourself. Not really, do you? not really at all. I mean, um, I mean, I watch it when the playoffs come around, but I don't. I couldn't tell you like why someone's going to win. I mean, you do the same thing you, when you do with NFL. You watch lines and stuff like that. Well, this is kind of interesting. We were discussing this last night during the Rams game that I was at, and I was saying the the NHL now is the only league that doesn't have a deal with ESPN of the major four, 
And it's been that way for a minute, right? Between NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NHL. And we were, I, was, I was with uh, comedian Michael Majid. We went to the game together, and we were kind of discussing how you, I feel like I knew a lot more hockey names even when they were just on ESPN, even though I never followed hockey, to now. Does that make any sense? Like I, I said, I felt, and I could be completely wrong, so hockey people relax. The argument was that ever since they left ESPN, which was, what, 15 years ago, something like that, 10 years ago, I don't know. They're not as mainstream because they're on NBC Sports Network. I think when I was when I was doing the the Chase system or whatever, um, you could watch this stuff. Like you didn't you didn't need like an NBA uh, package. Like I think they showed all the hockey games on the certain ch- on channels. Like you could watch any hockey game whenever you wanted. So the access was there. But I, I agree with you. ESPN has a big part of who watches hockey. I mean, remember Barry Melrose is still on like once a week. Yeah. But he was like a big time thing. I mean, everyone loved Barry. And, That's what I'm and, saying. Um, I mean, I still I still know enough to know that like, you know, Ovi's like through through back to back hat tricks and things like that. But um, okay, so you're naming, dude. We can do this. We did this last night yeah. during the game. Like name a hockey player. My, how, how, I would have a tough. My time. point was okay. I grew up in Cincinnati, which didn't have a team. If you asked me when I was 12, 13 years old, start naming hockey players. I could reel off from obviously you know the Penguins with Lemieux and, and Yager, but then I, then then you I, I could start reeling off a fair amount of players that were stars. If you asked me right now, Ruther, a guy who follows sports, reel off hockey players. I'd say Ovechkin, Crosby. I'm already I'm already stumbling. Yeah. If you asked me in the mid nineties, real life hockey players, I could get fifteen deep easily. That's all I'm saying. How sexy is this podcast that so we're leading off with hockey in December? It's pretty nice. Dude, we can do whatever we want here. <laughs> That's I mean, literally the only hockey talk we've done all season. Well, you know, we talk a little bit about um uh our talk about wagering and things like that. I looked at your picks, reviewed your picks from the NFL. How bad us. did I do? Awful. I heard it was your worst week. I think you you got three wins out of sixteen. So well, only fifteen. And what? Well, we the first reason the Atlanta Arizona game wasn't on the board for us. So you're you're three and eleven with one game outstanding. And Prano right? probably made a huge push he, on but me. He he won, he did he did okay. He got what the, what I, did he get? I think he got seven or eight. I want to say. So oh, he's back, that's he's, a huge push though. Yeah, he's back in the mix. I was up thirteen. So he cut into it. He definitely cut into it. I got destroyed. Uh... By a lot of games that, like the Dolphins, the Rams. Let's 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 just get into the Rams. Well, you know, I, I just want to say this. I just want to put closure on my gambling habits. They, they did work for me last night because I because I did go ten and four in the picks this week, and so that with my call for DeAndre Hopkins, I hope you guys won twenty dollars this week or made a little bit of money. I'll try to try to help you out again this week, but. Um, Oh, the one, the one, the one game I'll say we'll get into this too. We all picked the Giants, which was, which is my biggest regret. I think that was a that was a, just a debacle of a pick by yeah. all, all three of us. Um, I saw Joe's picks, um, so all of us on the Giants. I think I got emotional being in Joe's seat. I started to to, to pull for for his Giants team. Have Saquon on my fantasy team. Debacle. But you you've been chomping at the bit. You you really want to get into uh, th- this Rams game, so let's talk about it. Well, obviously, I'm going to be a homer here and get in the Rams, but they also are one of the best teams in the NFL. So I don't think it's really that much of a homer. Went to the Rams game yesterday. First off, much love to the Shabelli family. 
the spread that they have. Let me let me just talk about this spread for tailgating. Now, Joe and I did it last year. They had a full. I've never seen so many Philly cheesesteaks. They they had like I don't know who they're giving this food away to. The Philly cheesesteak chicken. I mean, you call them chicken Philly cheesesteak. I don't now, know what now, they're. Quick aside: Do they do they make the food of the opposing team for every game? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> so they had they had Philly cheesesteaks. A massive tray of Bay City sandwiches, then another sandwich place, on top of all these sweets, basically a full bar, beer, you know, hard liquor, whatever you name it, it all there. The whole spread. And then, Shabelli's mom had, she's like, I missed your birthday last year because I actually went to the Saints-Rams game last year on my birthday and she was mad at Joe for not telling her that it was my birthday. She had, even though it was three weeks late... What a nice woman. She had a, a card for me and a little, they did a little birthday coffee cake blowout thing because we have a joke. I don't like coffee. She doesn't like coffee. Anyway. Great joke. It's, that's... It was a phenomenal joke. <laughs> did, did people sing happy birthday to you? They did. And they didn't even know who I was. This is incredible. It was a mixture this of. This is the nicest group of people. Yeah. It, it was It was a mixture of Rams and, and some Eagles fans, friends, incredible people. Shout out to them. The tailgate was amazing. Uh, I went with with Michael Madgett and the mayor and his girlfriend, and I'll tell you what, nothing better than a good tailgate because you don't have to then go buy anything in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. And I, one thing we, I realized when I went to the game with you guys a couple weeks ago, like you can be gone for thirty five, forty minutes at that stadium. Yes, like yes, you can miss almost a whole quarter if you go to the bathroom. Yes, or you go to buy a hot dog or whatever. So I've learned. Yeah. I've gone to enough Rams games. Actually, I've done this now. So that was my third Rams game this year. Not one game, not a single game have I gotten up during the game, even halftime. I stayed in my seat all game because, like you said, the problem with the Coliseum is it was built in 1923, so it's not really accessible for people to you know get up, go to the bathroom. You don't want to miss stuff. But last night was interesting because it was my first Eagles fans experience. <laughs> and I've been hearing for years... From the guy who normally sits where you're sitting, from yeah. Prano, but how bad Eagles fans are. They're pretty bad, man. Well, you, got, you, got to, you got to enlighten me, because I, I had several friends on my Instagram uh, stories last night who were all Eagles fans going, going nuts. I think they were like Jekyll and Hyde, because they're very nice people in real life. But when they go to Eagles games, I think something takes over. Lots of shit talking. I'd say the stadium last night, easily 50% Eagles fans. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. What's the breakdown of the three games? I mean, is this the, is this the most uh, of the the away team yes. fans to go to the game? So between Seahawks, Chiefs, and Eagles, I'd say it goes Eagles at the most, Seahawks second most, then Chiefs last, which makes sense. Eagles have a diehard, that does make sense, yeah. passionate fan base. Seahawks are closer. Chiefs, you know, middle of the country, and that game was also like a last minute game out here in Los Angeles. So, I mean, we were sitting on the side where there were a lot of Eagles fans. Our whole section, Eagles fans. Just shit talking. Just whining about every call. There's this guy a few rows in back. I just kept turning around. Ah, that's a fucking that's a fucking penalty. That's that's holding. I, I would turn around and be like, dude, we're in row eighty seven. 
What are you seeing? I was eight rows from the very last row in the Coliseum. Just I, I hate that talk about, and I don't care the fa- whatever fan base, right? Yeah. If you're that guy who's complaining about the holding or the the missed penalty, it's like, dude, we're up in the nosebleeds. We can't see it. They didn't have a lot of complaining to complain about. I mean, does that sense make sense? Yeah. But they didn't have a lot. I mean, they should have been pretty psyched. That game went so well for them. It was a pretty clean game. There wasn't that many penalties. Yeah. Um, but here's kind of the conclusion I came to now that we're talking about fans. I had a, a, a gentleman next to me with his three kids, and he was up from uh, San Clemente. and Eagles fan or Rams fan? Rams fan. So he was saying he's born and raised Orange County. He's been a Rams fan his whole life. He even followed him to, the, to ironically, St. Louis. He's like, I still followed him. And they came back. It all worked out. And so these were his, his four-year-old son next to him. That was his first football game. But I started to think, the fact that L.A. didn't have football for 20 years, we're, they're, they're not going to have a home field advantage until like his kids are adults or I have kids. Think about this. No, think about this. We're all transplants. I went to the game with Michael Majid. He's a big Patriots fan. So he's a transplant out here. I'm a transplant out here. The only reason I root for the Rams basically is because I default because I hate the Bengals. So I said, when we get a team, you 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 know you've been out here this long. You're not a Rams fan. Do you see my point? Yeah. Prano is from New York, so my argument is, it's gonna take I think until the next generation to have any diehard LA football fans. Am I wrong in that, dude? Dude, they're the they're arguably second or third best team in the NFL. Every game, it's not their fans. I think it'll come around a little faster than you think. One, um, because you're going to see some permanence happen with the new stadium. I mean, NBC, you, you missed it last night, but they're showing all these diagrams and pictures of the new stadium, which makes it feel a little more real. It makes us feel like, hey, you know, they're not going anywhere for the time being. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think you'll see something. Plus, like the, the, the L.A. fans for football have had to deal with these two Franchises. I'm talking about the Raiders and the Rams. That were just the, the, the ownership is just kind of a little bit on the nuttier side. Like, like the, the, they didn't have a team. Like these people, very few franchises are willing to leave a, the number two market in the country. And these guys did it. Like, I can see why people are feel scorned. But I mean, there are still a lot of Raiders fans. I mean, LA same stays true to the Raiders, which is weird. Yo, fool. Yeah, yeah. Raiders for life, bro. Yeah. But I, th- I think we'll see the Rams come around faster because you know winning is, as they say, is the best deodorant. So they'll, it'll bring. But but the whole thing, obviously, LA is a transplant city. But so is New York. Like like the argument, it, it's kind of interesting for me because the argument is that is a lot of transplants like us. The same is said for New York. But again, if you have if you have a team removed for twenty years, I think they're going to have to consistently be good. For the next five or six and years. Are, so are you are you worried now? Because you because you you have been mm, cool to to Jared Goff. Are we concerned? Oh about yeah. the, about the future. Oh yeah. But I've said this all no, along. No, I'm not saying this is a new thing for yeah. you. So 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 I'll present to you what Joe and I discussed on a recent episode because we pretty much agreed. If you took Marcus Mariota, who I'm kind of eh on. I'm like, he's all right. Joe's more 
he thinks he's better than than I do, but it's fine. But we agreed at this. If you took Marcus Mariota and put him on the Rams, they're no worse, in my opinion, versus Jared Goff. And maybe better. Who knows? I mean, it, I mean, what do you think? I, th- I think it's it's tough because you know we're we're all being so reactive from the past two, three, three games. He, he did win in Detroit, which you know, is, is Cooper Cup is he? I mean, have they, have they been the same without Cooper Cup? Is he that much? Is he that important? Probably not. Look, uh, Cooper Cup's a great receiver. I shouldn't say great. He's a really good receiver. He's a quality receiver. He works well with uh, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. But come on. I mean, yeah, I won't. I won't say that he's the reason. I I agree with you in this sense. They're they're on a ticking time bomb, the Rams, because the the quarterback rookie deal is a real thing. You know, yeah. they, they went all in this year because Goff is not expensive. Sure. So they're not going to be able to for, like the defense has been good, not great. They can't stop the run, which and when teams are built the run like the the Eagles came in trying to run the football, they 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 couldn't stop the run yesterday. The, the Rams. So what happens when you, you can't pay Aaron Donald? You can't pay. You're not going to pay Sue. Talib's going to go. Peters has been kind of a bust. Then you got to pay Goff again and Gurley. Like it's just it's just gonna, it's, you're going to see the same thing happen. Well, they to got the, Gurley for five more years. Yeah, but then you, but you also got to pay Goff, which means you can't pay you can't pay your offensive line. Yeah, it's what you see with with Green Bay and these other teams. I mean, it's, it's really a win now thing. This is always my criticism of Goff, and this was evident last night, especially being live at the stadium. Anytime he gets somewhat, like any little amount of pressure on him, he gets happy feet. Yeah. And he throws it too quickly or it's an errant throw. I think a lot of these good quarterbacks can stay in the pocket. And I think under pressure, it's tough for him. And you saw that on the play where he stumbled and fell on the the weirdest interception. That was the weirdest play I've seen. He's just got to take a sack on that. I agree. But I think he's he's pressing right now. You know, he's thrown seven interceptions and to one touchdown his last three games. They've gone one and two. Now, ironically, I want to bring this up to kind of tie in the Chiefs as well. Both the Rams and the Chiefs haven't played good since that game. Now, the Chiefs are two and one. The Rams are one and two. But the Chiefs have had tough games. Yeah. Let's see who, who they, they went. They went Raiders, which went down to the end. And Baltimore, Baltimore, good good team, good team. Chargers, good team. So I mean, some of that is like not to bring betting back into the situation, but like the Raiders game is the anomaly in that game because okay. they should have destroyed the Raiders. Yeah, but there is such a thing as look ahead th- theories in the gambling world where you're looking ahead. To your, you think you're going to coast past this team because you've got a big Baltimore game or a big you know Chiefs game. So I, I am concerned about. I like the Chiefs. But I am concerned in the sense that Andy Reid is not the best finisher in the NFL. Yeah. as a coach, they have you know they play your boy Russ Wilson on Sunday night, Sunday night football. They go into Seattle. This is a real test again. I mean, then they I think they close with. I want to say they clo- they might close with the Raiders, um, so they should be able to get that revenge yeah. and get it done. But this is a big. I mean, this is basically a big. This is almost a playoff game for both teams. Sure. Um, so am I concerned about both teams? I, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I don't know if it has anything to do with the 54-51 game, to bring it back to your original point. but um, I'm just saying both teams since that game 
have not been playing the caliber of football. And Gurley, you know, had a knee issue last night. I'm concerned about that injury. Yeah. It was very very funky the way they, they used him because he still played. He still played in the game, but they, then they started using three running backs. And then Gurley did score again late. So it's like I'm not quite sure what yeah. to make of that situation. Let me put it this way, though. Right now, as a Rams fan, they got to close out, and they should. They should. At Arizona, home against San Francisco, get that number two seed, which puts them in a good position because uh, the number three would be Chicago, and then Chicago would have to come here. But Chicago's a team that I don't think anybody wants to face. I agree. I would say I wouldn't want to face them at home in Chicago. I think they might be a little bit more. I'll say this right now. If the Rams have to go to Chicago in the playoffs, they will lose. I don't. I like Trubisky because he's a a fantasy quarterback of mine in a couple leagues. But um, but I, I do get nervous of him on the road. I think more than most years, home field advantage is going to mean a ton in the NFL playoffs. This year. This year. Because the Saints, I think, are going to be – it's in Atlanta, right, the Super Bowl? Yes. So the Saints never have to play outside. If they if they get home field advantage, play in the, the Superdome twice. That's a good point. They have to play – then they play in Atlanta, a place they're familiar. Keep it Mercedes. It's all Mercedes. All Mercedes all the time. Um, Mercedes loves domes. Yeah. And then um, you see New England, who I think is a team that's always lurking. Yeah. Has been terrible on the road this year. Sure. So – Whoever gets that, I think they're the, the what the two seed right now. Who? The Patriots. No, the three because they lost again. So who's the two currently? The Texans. Okay. Texans are ten and four. The Pats are nine and five. Now the Texans have the Eagles this week. Yeah. In Philly, must win game for the Eagles. We have a thirty now a thirty three or thirty two percent chance or more. Can we talk about them? We got to talk about the Eagles. Please. I know, as a woman, is totally. Cleaning the trees as we do a podcast. This is hilarious. Did you say woman? <laughs> is that a woman or a dude? It's definitely a dude. Okay. <laughs> I can't tell. Because I know, I know there's a It's a great woman. beard on that guy. <laughs> By the way, what do you think he thinks? He's literally right next yeah. to us as we do a podcast filming. This is hilarious. I think he's been trained not to look inside. Like he can't look yeah, inside? No, yeah, yeah. He just, Should I just make eye contact with him? This is the nicest thing he's ever seen inside a window. I'm yeah. sure he's seen some other stuff. That's So the Eagles now, plug in Foles. We've seen this story before, Tug. Yep. They instantly play better. I don't care what anybody says. I, I was so funny hearing Eagles fans talk on the, you know, in the game and in the subway or in the train ride back. All these Eagles fans talking, I can hear them all talking about Wentz coming back. I want to be like, you guys are idiots. Dude, Wentz is injury prone. This isn't, people who say, oh, instant hot take. Like, I saw Rich Eisen do a tweet. Like, guys, this isn't a hot take. Nick Foles lit up the New England Patriots in the most pressure-packed game you can play, the Super Bowl. He lit up Bill Belichick's team. How can you tell me you'd rather have Carson Wentz right now? I'm sorry. To me, this feels a little bit rea- reactive. I, I, How though? Because you look at the stats of Nick Foles and at the regular in the regular season, um, he's, they're not very good. Like he wasn't very good to start the year. He he, he helped them get off get this bad start. 
He started the first multiple games of the year. I think he started the first two games. And he didn't play well. And I agree. And he wasn't great last night. Like, let's be honest. He made some good plays. He threw a bad pick. Um, or I would say good play by Tlaib. But he had a, you know, a 50-yard you know, duck to, what's my boy's name? Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Should have been a touchdown. Made some good plays, but he, but he was but he also made it didn't he didn't look spectacular to me. But but here's I my, the defense showed up. It was really about the defense again last night. The pressure. I agree. You know, but hold on, that's my point. For some reason, I don't know what it is. The team plays better overall when Nick Foles is starting. When when when, when Wentz played last year before we got hurt, he was an, he was the MVP of the league. Like don't we can't we can't say that Wentz is. Wentz is injury prone. That's everyone's agreeing on that. Okay, that's why you go pay thirteen million dollars to secure Nick Foles. But to say that they play better with Foles, I, I mean, he had he had a Flacco like run in the playoffs. Do we think the Flacco's the answer long term? No, no. I mean, Flacco's another topic on the rundown that you wrote at one fifteen. I'm excited to talk about Joe Flacco, but I, I Foles Foles is Foles is Flacco. I mean, you think Nick Foles is Joe Flacco? Sim- very similar. Okay. I don't know, man. I, I just... From the get-go of that game, you're right. Rams, three and out. It's like the team comes ready to play when Nick Foles is on the field. And I don't know what it is, psychologically. They they literally... The Eagles rally around him. They lost last week. They could have been down and out. They were 13-point underdogs to the Rams. They come out just ready to play. I don't know how to explain that, but psychologically, I feel like they get behind Nick Foles. Do you think they beat the Texans on Sunday? It's going to be a good game. Texans didn't play great No, against the Jets on Saturday. And it's in Philly. It's going to be a good game. And if you're an Eagles fan and you want to go to that game, open your SeatGeek app and get those tickets. I used SeatGeek last night. For the Rams game, it was great. I got last-minute tickets. I was section 25L. Again, row 87. But what I love about SeatGeek is I knew exactly where I was going to sit. And here's the mistake people make. And Joe and I have talked about this. Guys, when you're high up in what's like a bowl stadium, there's not a bad seat. You'd much rather be where I was in the 20-yard line, 87 rows up, than in the end zones. Loved my seats last night. So big shout-out to SeatGeek. For making that all happen. Guys, you also can use SeatGeek. And best of all, you get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. I know my mom asked me about SeatGeek because my parents are going to see Michael Buble. In Las Vegas in April, my mom said, where can I get tickets? I want to use that discount. I said, SeatGeek, Mom, get you $10 off. That's a great concert. Have you seen Buble? I have not had the pleasure, but... I feel like it's a Tug Coker concert. Is it? <laughs> Total dad concert. Very dad concert. Now that I have two kids, that's it's what I listen to now. All Buble all the time. I don't mind... You know what I don't mind about Buble? I don't mind his uh, his Christmas music. Do you listen to Christmas music, Doug? Yes, I've been on a Christmas music, tw- I guess, um, run because uh, my two and a half year old. It's like the first time he's ever understood what Christmas, you know, is. So he he watched the um, 
we probably watched that. Do you remember that Rudolph on CBS, that Claymation Rudolph? I think they still do that, right? It's still on. It was still on. So yeah. I, I taped it, and we've seen it like 12, 15 times. And every morning, he wants to sing like Silver and Gold and Rudolph and all the songs from that show. So shout out to 1968 Claymation, guys. Is there a word? No, not worse. Is there a better Christmas song than Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas"? I, I was reading some article that she wrote that in like twenty-five minutes, and they laid it down in like a couple hours, and it's, well, it's made her as much money as any other song she's ever. I, I can one up you. I went on a deep dive, or actually, when I put Spotify and I play my music on my TV, it'll say like behind, behind the, the lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. So. All her people told her not to do that because Mariah Carey was at the height of her career. Yeah. And they said Christmas albums were for people trying to revive their career. Excuse me. And everybody told her not to do that. And everybody was wrong. Because I think she was married to Tommy Mottola at the time. I think so. Head of Sony. Guys, these are the facts you get on Dirty Sports. Nowhere else on a sports show are you going to get us discussing so in-depth. Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. But I guess you see that now because on this like Spotify list, they send you like Ariana Grande has got some hits out there. Like everyone, everyone realizes how evergreen Christmas songs are, and yeah. that you're just going to make money in perpetuity somehow. So I'll say when Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas" comes on, try not to dance. It's impossible. <laughs> try not to just jiggle a little, dude. When that song comes on, you just want to move. In fact, I'm going to put this out there. I thought about this. I fly home Christmas Day. And I actually have to fly through Denver, have a layover there. Then I had to Cincinnati. So it's a long day of travel for me. I have debated listening to All I Want for Christmas on loop across seven hours of flights. I can, just, can I do it? The one song I want to add is is uh, is Wham's Last Christmas. Okay, that's a good big, one. Big fan of, yeah. of, of Last Christmas. But this, you bring up a good point. I've, I've been thinking about travel and how I'm going to take my kids uh, anywhere. But like... Do you subscribe to the idea of traveling on the holiday? Is it is like is there like a real advantage? Like is it less is it less crowded on Christmas? Have you and and way less expensive? Way less expensive. So I've learned that I've gone home on Christmas Day probably th- three or four times in the last ten years. Like my flight leaves L it leaves LAX five a.m. Christmas Day. I'll be in my parents' house. You know, East Coast time. 2 p.m. Is Cincinnati a double layover spot from, from L.A.? Or can, you, can you go Denver to Cincinnati? I'll go Denver to Cincinnati. Okay, that's good. Cincinnati's a weird... First of all, it's the worst airport to fly into. It's one of the most expensive airports it has been for the last 20 years. It's, it's awful to hmm. fly into. But it's also... A lot of people don't realize it's East Coast time zone. I think a lot of people think it's central. Hmm. Yeah, it's like on the tail end. Yeah. Again, the things you learn... Speaking of uh, Cincinnati, can we get a shout to my to, to the Bengals getting it done yesterday to help me out my pickums? I think Jeff Driscoll put up two a two touchdown win. Is he that the, much worse than Andy Dalton? No, he's a little more mobile. He is a little more mobile. They played good against the Chargers this week. I think I think you guys might see um, they got destroyed or they got beaten pretty bad at home to Cleveland a couple weeks ago. You, we all know how division games are. I think you might see a real. I think you might see a, an upset. Cincinnati Bengals upsetting the Cleveland Browns this week. Ooh. Is Cleveland stock any higher right now than, than it's been in years? Dude, these Browns Everyone's fans. all on. The, everyone is on the Browns. Oh, my God. They won six games. They're, they're America's team now. Dude, you should see Dirty Sports DMs. 
You, you should, I'll, I'll read one. I'll just read one right now. <laughs> because Joe and I have been making fun of the Browns all the time. Here's a DM. You, you get some love here on the show, Cam. So a lot of people wanted to make bets. We said we don't make bets with dirt balls anymore because a kid still owes us $1,000 over the Miami Dolphins not winning 10 games last year. Somebody bet us. That's a lot of money. That's, that's like you might want to send somebody out to, to talk to this kid. Oh, we, we've already discussed it. So here's a DM about a dirtball who didn't want to make the bet. Uh, so Cam Parks, this is this last part of his DM to me. Just admit the Browns are going to be real and we good. I wrote back, 6-7-1 and one is not real good. Learn math. Like, dirtballs. We, we know that they're much better than they were last year. But 500 is not good. Below 500 is not good. This whole thing of like, they're here. It's the Tiger Woods shit. It's the, you guys, the Tiger, the fucking, here's the thing. Brown stands are Tiger Woods stands. Brown stands equal Tiger Woods. The Browns are back. They're here. You won six fucking games. Is that your title? Maybe. You have to understand the relativity of the Browns fans. They went, they, they've won zero games in a season, what, I don't know, a year, year ago? Last year. Last year. And, and, a, and a game the year before that. So I get it. Is Greg Williams the coach of the Cleveland Browns next year? How can he not be? Hugh Jackson won three games. Well, I'll just say give the numbers because I looked them up. Hugh Jackson was three and thirty-seven as the Cleveland Browns head coach. Greg Williams is four and two. Guys, he's won more games in six games than Hugh Jackson won in forty. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing. They're playing good football. I mean, the, the, they, they, I think they have a hundred percent red zone rate since 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 they fired Todd Haley. Someone was. I mean, I saw a tweet on social media about how how Todd Haley, how bad Todd Haley is as an offensive coordinator. That the Cleveland Browns are like a hundred percent in the red zone. Um, and and the Steelers have vastly improved their red zone rating since Todd Haley left last year. Um, but wait a second. The the Steelers were also a really high, prolific offense under Haley as well, though. Yeah. Like under Haley, they were putting up a lot of points. I think that I think that I think that speaks more to the the weapons and the team, or, or like the, the, their ability to score. Um, like, like Juju breaks an eighty-five yarder. Antonio Le'Veon, sure, like, you know whatever. They have playmakers. Uh, yeah, they have playmakers exactly. Um, I did see a fun tweet. I think it was from Field Yates who said that. Um, Belichick hates the Browns so much that he lost on purpose yesterday to knock the Browns out of the playoffs because their loss essentially um, eliminated the Browns from the playoffs. The Patriots lost. Yeah. Because the, 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 the Steelers winning got, kept them in front of the Browns. Oh, okay. Like, a, a, like a, whatever, they're 6-7-1. The Browns are now 8-7-1, effectively eliminating the Browns from having a chance because the Browns are six, seven, and one. Yeah, because I think the Steelers own the tiebreaker on that. Should they lose the next two games? Gotcha. That's hilarious. That's a lot of math for a tweet that I thought was funny, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you're already saying you're you're saying this is a letdown game at home against the Bengals. I mean, Doug's feeling dangerous. Well, they, I, I know I did wake up feeling dangerous today after having such a good against the spread week. I just feel like one of those. It's you know one of those things I think of is like, 
it's like stocks, right? Like the brown stock seems very high right now. It, it is. It seems a tad expensive. Um, so in divisional games, you never know. I mean, the the Bengals could end up getting torched, but I just it just seems like one of those games. I think all Browns fans and all Browns slurpers need to realize one thing: you're still in the division with the Steelers and the Ravens, who are good every year, right? Like competitive every year. So. It's not an easy division for them. And the Bengals for the last 10 years, albeit they haven't won a playoff game, they filled it some good squats. So wouldn't you agree, like, the Browns are playing much better, but they're, they, my point is, you have six very difficult in-division games every year. Agree. And the Steelers aren't going anywhere, and the Ravens aren't Unless... going Unless... Big Ben retires. Now, he, he's very dramatic. Good point. Very, very dramatic about his uh, his retirement plans. It's a good point. Um, I don't, they, they have no... Speaking of people that need like a, a good backup, the Steelers I don't, I just have not figured out that backup situation ever, really. Ever. Charlie Batch? I guess he was probably the best of the bunch, but like... Um, Who, who's their backup right now? I want to say uh, it's from Tennessee. It's a kid from Tennessee. I want to say Josh. T. Martin? <laughs> Josh Hobbs. Josh Hobbs. Good good one there, Tug. You're right. Um, let's, well, let's talk about the, the Ravens. We're talking about the AFC North. How do they keep winning? I, I talked about it last, last week on the podcast. One thing they do really well is they control the ball. The ball. And they yeah. control the time of possession. I think they had the most... The last four games is the most four-game stretch of yards uh, rushed in, like, 30 years. And they're having over – they're completely dominating the time of possession. So – and, they're, and the, their defense is uh, the number one, I believe, number one defense, you know, as, as far as, like, yards from scrimmage. I mean, this is wild, though, dude. Again, they win yesterday over the Bucks. Lamar Jackson, I mean, I just like reading his stat line. 12 of 23, 131 yards, one touchdown. How many yards did he rush for? 95? 95. 95 rushing yards. But it's wild to me that you can continue to win with a quarterback who's throwing for 130, 140, buck 50. And they're now what? Three and one under him? They're four, and, four one. and one. The Ravens and, have- and, and, they're, and they're one play away. From being five and zero, oh, when um, Mahomes had that kind of fourth and ten chuck to Tyreek oh, Hill, yeah, so they should be five and zero. Oh. That's what I'm saying. The Ravens are winning games with Lamar Jackson. Now I'll reiterate and double down what I said last episode. They're also one broken leg injury away from Lamar Jackson being done. But then you have Nick Foles. I'm sorry, Joe Flacco. That's Wait a minute, true. they're the same. Wait. So- have we ever seen Nick Foles <laughs> and Joe Flacco in a room at the same Spider-Man time? Spider-Man meme. <laughs> Cue up Nick Foles and Joe Flacco's faces on Spider-Man meme. Yep. Now, I like Lamar because I have him some fantasy teams. The part of the success has been the quality of defenses they played. They played bottom tier defenses in the five games: Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Cincinnati. Oakland and Kansas City, whose offense, whose defense is not very good. Yeah, the true test is going on the road to San Diego this Saturday. Big, big test. You know, both games, both teams 
kind of need it because That's it's a Saturday game. Saturday night game. So you're saying you and I could go if we wanted? We could go. Now you have a family. I don't know, that's going to be pricey. You bring the, bring the, bring your baby. <laughs> yeah, by the way, what's the rule with the baby? Can, can we discuss this real quick? I saw an Eagles fan yesterday. <laughs> I'm talking like like your boy is 5 weeks old like that. There there was an Eagles fan with a kid that was that young. And I, and I just want to be like, dude, you like your kid's probably deaf now. Like you've you've scarred your kid for life. You know, there was no ear, there was no headphones. I saw no headphones. Hmm. I saw no headphones. The kid looked like he was shaking. I was worried if the kid was cold. You know, I was I was concerned. I will say I was ready to call child protective services. Single guys have no ability to project the age of kids. The kids probably five two and a half years old. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Andy. That kid was, that kid was twelve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kid was twelve years old. He was not a month old. I mean, it looked like a baby. I, I was, it was at the end of the game, and I was, I was waiting in line to use the bathroom at the end of the game, and I was like, who brought the baby? Yeah. It reminded me of that old Dave Chappelle sketch, uh, or that old stand-up, his first special, where he talks about the baby selling uh, drugs in the projects. I just, I just well, why are you bringing a baby? I, by the way, I would not bring my kids. I've said this before, to NFL. I think it's really hard. I mean, for, for your own pleasure, it's just, it just sounds terrible. But even, like, the guy next to me, I thought made a great point. He's like, look, man, like, I just can't do this. I paid for tickets. You know, he got tickets for three kids and him. You know, my tickets were around, like, 150 Like, you're talking I, – I, I put it in context to him. I was, like, I was like, I have the NFL Sunday ticket, which means I can watch any game I want all year. That's, like, 260 270 Yeah. So that's that's me watching any game. If you break that down in seventeen weeks, I'm paying like twelve dollars every weekend to watch any game I want. Him going to one game with his kids costs more than the entire NFL ticket. It's it's interesting because the ratings for the NFL have gone up this year pretty significantly from last year, and you wonder what that's going to do to the live. You, you always wonder that question, but it's it is fun to go to the games though. I mean, I went to the the Rams Chiefs games; so it was awesome. But you forget how f- it, it's it's fun to be at the games. It's expensive. It's expensive for sure. But I guess like if you see a good game, you've seen three good games this year, dude. I have lucked out. All three games I went to came down to the final possession. Even the Seahawks, people forget the Rams were up six. Russell Wilson drove them down to the seventeen yard line. Yeah. So, all three games have been close. I've loved it. I've really enjoyed the Coliseum experience. Because it's convenient for us hopping on the train, getting right off. Uh, but I do want to talk about the Seahawks now that we've mentioned them. You called it, Tug. You saw it. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty happy about that call, but it just seems like one of those games. Like division, it, you said it, division games are tough. Yeah, they're tough. I mean, so when you, whenever you blow out a, uh, or dismantle a division opponent, like two weeks before, it just, it just more often than not, you see this team come back. Everybody knows what everybody's doing. And again, I talked about it earlier, the letdown game. Who's coming to town Sunday night football next week to Kansas City Chiefs? How many, I mean, it's just human psychology where you're like, you know what, we just destroyed you. Now we're going to go down there and play you again. We're going to make quick work of you and go back up to our, our town and beat Kansas City, the best team in the league. It just happens a lot. So when you guys are like in pools, 
probably not telling you anything you guys know, but think about those things. Look, look, look at that schedule ahead. Yeah. Say who's who, who's next. Like that's gonna be a good game, by the way. I think so too. Seahawks are gonna be ready to play. They will be. Def- they'll be definitely be ready to play. And Chris Carson. He's he's good, man. People don't give him a lot of respect. I think because they're trying to figure out what the running backs they 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 drafted Rashad Penny in the first round. He's been a little bit banged up. They haven't used him, but Chris Carson is just he's a stud. Seahawks make the playoffs. All they have to do is win one of the last two games. Well, they play Arizona at home. I mean, and Arizona has been a thorn in their side sometimes, but that was with Carson Palmer. You got to feel like Arizona's going to shut it down for that number one pick. I don't see how they don't lose that game. I, don't, I think they probably win on Sunday night too. What do you What do you make of? Oh, you think they beat the Chiefs this I week? Do. I do. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on, because this is interesting. You think the Seahawks beat the Chiefs? If that happens, and then the the Chargers beat the Ravens, the Chargers get the number one seed. Yeah, there was a Chargers fan in the back of me yesterday. He did not officially make the cut cam. Uh, even though I do have pictures with me taking selfies with him in the back of us. There there was a Chargers fan. By the way, we, we did a cut cam entourage. Not a con- entourage. We did a montage. Montage. Entourage. There's a Rutherism. Entourage montage. Up on Instagram and Twitter, which I voiced over. You guys, big shout out real quick to the Dirtballs. This cut cam thing has taken off. The amount of pictures we get sent. I feel, I was joking last night, what I love about the Dirtballs tug is I feel like they're not even going to, especially NFL games, to watch the games. They're like investigative reporters. They're just looking for cucks. It's a great game. I mean, you you do that, I mean, I think it's, I think you guys have shaped the game nicely where it's at the people's stadiums. You see people wearing jerseys all the time, it's kind of fun, but like, this is a, it's it's hilarious. It's an epidemic. Yeah, it really is. It's It's an epidemic. So the guy in back of me yesterday is wearing a Quentin Jammer (laughs) <laughs> Chargers jersey. You can't make this shit up. He's wearing a Quinn Jammer Chargers jersey. So one of the things the Rams do at all their home games, and it's corny. They say whose house, Rams house. The scoreboard says whose house. Happens a lot. They, they do that a lot. They do that a lot. Yeah. They do that basically the whole game, yeah. right? So they're doing it yesterday, and of course there's tons of Eagles fans. So every time they say the scoreboard says whose house, the Eagles fans are chanting Eagles house. So then at one point yesterday when they say whose house – the guy screams, and he's directly in back of me. He screams, Chargers house. And there's all Eagles fans. I couldn't resist. I turn around. I go, the Chargers don't have a house anywhere, bro. No one goes to their games. And he goes, we're going to the Super Bowl. I go, no. I go, you're the only L.A. fan who roots to them. And it was one of those, like, nobody knew what to say. But I'm like, dude, are you really you really doing this? You're, you're really talking shit about the Chargers who, by the way, if you want to go back to our preseason NFL picks, I picked the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl. You picked them to win Thursday night, too. Phillip Rivers, man. This, this game on Saturday is going to be really interesting. I'm really excited about a Ravens charge. Because that's a real playoff game. Both teams are good. Yeah, the line is five and a half currently, which I think is a little short. That's a little. That means five and a half Chargers. Yep, Chargers minus five, five and a half. I think the ran, the the Ravens were plus seven in Kansas City. So Vegas is saying that the Chiefs are point and a half better team than than the than the than the Chargers. Very interesting game. I think if that game was on Sunday, we'd have, would it be a different one-off. Games are very interesting. So. 
As much as I want the Ravens to, to, to I almost want to go to that. Yeah. I'm just spending all my money on NFL games now. Are Ravens fans going to show up for that game? Like, usually people take over that stadium, but I don't know if Ravens are going to show up. Holiday, start of a holiday week. Baltimore across the country. People, I always gauge it on my friends. Let me say this. I don't know any big friends out here that are from Baltimore diehard Ravens fans. Does that make sense? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. I don't, I don't good, personally know good him. Good friend. Um, I, was, I was driving over today, and I was listening to K-Day, 93.5. Shout out, 90s rap. Uh, hold, hold off a second. <laughs> Doug, here's a little nugget. Doug Coker going with the old school L.A. hip hop station. Yep. They're playing Biz Marquee. Just a friend? Yep. I would have I uh, preferred, preferred the Vapors, but, you know, yeah, it's a classic. Biz Marquee, Just a Friend. Classic tune. Everybody, when you're in L.A., check out 93.5. K-Day. But, but the reason I bring this up is because people who – it's not a sports station – and this guy said they, they took a poll about the, the, which team in L.A. was going to go further in the playoffs. And 60% of the, the poll now says the Chargers. Oh, unbelievable. How quickly the tides turn. So now, now, the, now the Ch- suddenly L.A. is adopting the Chargers. It's the most fair weather city. Getting on board. But I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't know if this makes me racist or what. That is a black radio station. And in my experience, I've said this before. I know all the black dirt balls aren't going to like this. My experience, black sports fans are some of the most fair weather fans. I know you're probably going to sit on this one. Totally going to sit this, uh, this one out. I'm just saying, in my experience, like you'll see the black dude wearing the Lakers hat in the fucking uh, Yankees jersey. That's all I'm saying. I will say this. A guy made the cut cam. He was a black dude who made the cut cam this week. He was at a Rockets game wearing a Sonics jersey and a Lakers hat. The one thing I'll say is I have a, I have a friend from, my, from where I grew up in Virginia named Joel Parchment. We've been friends since fifth grade. He sent me a text yesterday that said one word. It said hail. Hail to the Redskins. He knows I'm a Cowboys fan. He, he, he's not fair weather. So he's he's bucking this trend that you're trying to put together. <laughs> so he he has a an African American fellow. Yes, he is. Okay, shout out Joel. Um, but it is funny that the how the Redskins are now seven. It's the worst team in ever in, in ever. Josh Johnson first win as an NFL quarterback. First win yesterday. He's been around the league. Kind of been in and out of the league for a bunch of years. First win as a starter. How did they win? How bad are the Jags? I mean, you look at Cody Kessler's line. It's like, it's beyond a trail. Let's, let's, look, let's look at Cody Kessler's Let, line. Let's pull it up. Let's pull up Cody Kessler's stat. Oh, my goodness. I had no clue. <laughs> Dear God. Dear God. Cody Kessler's stat line from yesterday's game. 9 of 17 for 57 yards and one touchdown. I'm sorry, one interception. His quarterback rating, according to CBS Sportsline, says you suck. Not a good, not a good quarterback rating. Somehow the Redskins are what five hundred. The Redskins are seven and seven. They've they've had this is the starter the starters of the the starters the starting quarterbacks for the Redskins this year is Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez, and Josh Johnson, and they're seven and seven. Is this enough to keep Jay Gruden's job? It's amazing. 
absolutely amazing. Adrian Peterson is their starting running back. What world are we living in? Adrian Peterson's 106. Where Josh Johnson and Adrian Peterson are on a team fighting to get into the playoffs. Johnson and Peterson. It sounds like a law firm. <laughs> I mean, Have you had back injuries? Were you hitting a car crash? Well, call Johnson and Peterson. We've got you covered. This, I mean, what Jordan and Vernon Davis is? Is there? Wait, Vernon Davis is still in the NFL. He's their starting tight end because does Jordan Reed is basically done for the year. Vernon Davis is still in the NFL. Yep, I had no clue. Thought he started. I thought he started like a winery. <laughs> he might have. You know, he's he, he played he played up in the Bay for a minute. Thought he was up, you know, in in uh, wine country up there. He, he scored a touchdown against the Cowboys this year. Well, let's talk about your Cowboys because now you have the Eagles. Did I, did I pick the Colts? Uh, uh, I you did. did. I did. I remember I said I did not like it, but the Colts are minus two and a half. They're going to win this. You game. have the Eagles and the Redskins both at seven and seven, just a game back. My, of my fear, the boys. My fear for the last couple of weeks were that we are so lucky to beat the Eagles. In overtime two weeks ago. If we don't beat the Eagles in overtime with an Amari Cooper three touchdown performance, we are we are in a world of hurt because I just had this you know, I, I don't want to throw conspiracies out there. Maybe they probably be, they should beat Tampa Bay this weekend, but I just had this I had this weird belief that they're gonna lose to Colts, they're gonna lose to Tampa Bay, and then we gotta play the Giants. We're gonna put go go after this win to knock the Cowboys out of the playoffs. They're going to throw it on Sunday Night Football. Giants-Cowboys. Well, okay. If you beat the Bucks, are you in? Yes. So that's all you got to do. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, handle, just this, I just have this fear. Handle Jameis Winston. Yep. Handle that W-eating Jameis Winston. And you got it taken care of. I'm curious to know what teams get better and what teams get worse when you get knocked out of the playoffs. Is is Jameis gonna? You, we saw it on. I don't know if you guys saw it on social media, but like Jameis is basically loudly whispering about how much he hates Dirk Cutter. I I don't really know what that that that, that relationship's gonna be separated at the end of the season. They're they're dead. yeah. But do we do the Packers shut down Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers said he wants to play the last two games. Okay. By the way, this is the first time I saw since 2008 that a Packers team where Aaron Rodgers started, and that was his first year as a starter, have started all 16 games and they haven't made the playoffs. That's a good stat. First time they've missed back-to-back years and a bunch of years. Yesterday was the first game in four years where he's thrown more interceptions and touchdowns. I brought up a stat that I thought was interesting. You know, I, there's a lot of Packers fans out there, but we talk about the salaries. Like Aaron Rodgers next four years. Oh, so it's uh, it's it's your theory that Aaron yep. Rodgers is handicapping his own team. Aaron Rodgers. This, this is something a topic I wanted to bring up with you. Aaron Rodgers the next four years, three years, twenty six point five million dollars, thirty two point six. And then thirty three point five. It's a lot of money. Million dollars. Now, here, here's a question I really want to propose to you: Is there's going to be a lot of coaching changes in the off season? Joe Philbin will not be the coach of the Packers. What What in your mind are the three most desirable places to coach? Where you think open head coach positions will be? Give me your three most top 
desirable locations. And we'll include Cleveland because we don't know if Greg Williams will be the coach next year. The most desirable as for NFL. Correct. We're, we're not necessarily like lo- I'm not talking about locations. I'm talking about franchises that you think have the most upside. Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Number one. Trying to think who's probably firing a head coach. Denver. Vance Joseph. He's got to be on the chopping block. Vance Joseph has lost to the Browns, the Jets, and what was the other one? He Vance Joseph has had three bad L's. The Browns, the Jets, I don't know, somebody else. I saw I saw something on that. I put Denver up there because Denver is traditionally a very good franchise. And who else we got? I'm trying to think. I would not want any part of Washington. Daniel Schneider's a disaster if that job was up. My point is, uh, there's, there's several, I don't think the Packers is that de- desirable of a place. Why? For a couple reasons. One, the Packers, uh, the money situation. I feel like it's just very, very hard for a team to, they're, they're sort of in between rebuild and go for it mode. It's hard to do that with so much money going to Aaron Rodgers. Now, I, now you're now you and Prano are kind of firm believers about these quarterbacks that teams can't do anything, right? Yeah, I'm a huge believer in that. And I think you know, Aaron Rodgers has been he's been hurt this year, so I'll give him the credit of being he's, he's but, been banged but my, up the entire. But my year. argument is all these good quarterbacks are getting paid. Yeah, and that's why you have to, that's why the window is so short. I th- I think you you know. You just try to. I think I believe in the theory that you should try to 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 draft multiple quarterbacks in in a draft, and I believe that you. Sh- I believe in you, that you sh- don't necessarily need to pay your running backs. I mean, Jalen Samuels is a perfect example of that he was good yesterday. Yeah. Um. So let me just tell you my most desirable places to go. Okay. Cleveland, number one. Baker Mayfield is the real deal. He's only going to get better. With with guidance, you lost your goddamn mind. You, you'd rather you'd rather go to the Cleveland Browns. It doesn't matter. The Cleveland Browns still have idiots running. Jimmy Haslam, like they still their owner. Agree. Agree. I mean, uh, owner's a problem. Do you know about his? But there's lawsuit? so much talent. Do you know about his business stuff? Yes. He he's, there's like a major lawsuit going on with him. Like maybe it'll be forced out like Donald Sterling. You never know. I'm just okay. saying places that I would want to go where I think the talent is. Ownership is a problem. Another place where I think ownership is a, a, a bit of a problem, but I think I think Sam Darnold has a lot of upside. I think you find a good coordinator and coach for the for, for Sam Darnold. I'm looking around. I'm looking around the league looking for coach for quarterbacks. Dude, that, that, Sam Darnold. Let me talk about Sam Darnold. Is it too much of a hot take to say I would, I would rather be a, like, even Bruce Arians? The only place he wants to coach is Cleveland. I know, but hold on. Let me talk about Sam Darnold for a minute. Did you watch him much at USC? I did. Why did we think this guy was... I'm just trying to understand this. What made all the analysts, because I'm not an expert, and all these draft guys, think Sam Darnold was so good when he turned the ball over nonstop at SC? Interceptions, fumbles, he doesn't hold on to the ball well. Why? So why do we think if he's playing at a competitive high Pac-12 level and he can't hold on to the ball, he can't limit his turnovers... That he's not going to do that in the NFL. That's what I never understood. 
What's the argument? Turnovers are a problem. He played amazing in a couple games. Like I think you just take the highs and the lows and try to so we take from the lows. we take three or four games out of twenty. He's two years younger than Baker Mayfield. Okay. So give me two more seasons with Sam Darnold. Okay. With a good offensive coordinator on the Jets. Hey, I'm just saying. Look, look I'm just saying. Look at what Matt Nagy's was been able to do with Trubisky. But but the Chicago Bears are not the Jets organization. See, dude, see, the, 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 the Chicago Bears were were the were the worst in the in their division the last four years. I know, but hold on, but hold on. We're talking history. This is where I think we're, we, you and I are disagreeing. This is this is where finally it, it got good. Like you finally started to show up to your own podcast. I've been bringing it today. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! Shots fired, Tug Coker. No, because look, dude, you're you're bringing up organizations like the Browns. And the Jets, traditional dumpster for our organizations, where I'm coming at you with the Packers and the Broncos, where I'm saying that shit matters. I think it does. So the Packers, yeah, they didn't make the playoffs this year. They didn't make the playoffs back-to-back years for the first time, like you said, in a long time. Yeah. My argument is this. There's still a, a good, well-run organization. Same way with the Denver Broncos. They're maybe on, on, on a downturn right now, but overall... I don't want to go near the Browns. I don't. I don't want to go near the Jets. I'm. I'm curious. As, I like. I'm. I'm. A, you'd rather. You're telling me you'd rather deal with the Browns organization than the than the Green Bay Packers. It's the first time in. You you, you know as well as I do that list of quarterbacks that the, the Cleveland Browns fans show. From oh 1999. yeah. I just feel like they found a guy, and I said this before. You know, I think they found a guy. Well, I'm so, not. And by the way, I'm not anti Baker Mayfield. And I'm not saying I. Thought I agree the organization is a problem, but I also think like didn't for the first time since Pat Bowen passed away, like that organization's also. If you read behind, there's some articles out there about the dispute that's going on between the two different sides of the Bowen family vying for the ownership. Okay. It's very interesting. Everyone, everyone, do a little deep dive on Yahoo or something like that about. You know, he had. Two sets of, you know, I think he had a wife and then he had a, and he got divorced and had another wife and started two different sides of families of d- different ages. Yeah. And they're now like internally battling. This is like some billionaire stuff. It is some billionaire stuff. That's yeah. the show, right? Yeah. Um, what's the show Succession? on? Succession? I don't know. I don't know. What's the I don't show on, on HBO where. Succession, right? Yeah. Like the billionaire family. Yeah, it's Succession. Yeah. So that's that's very interesting. So I'm not saying. It's going to last forever, but that's it's it's the first time in a long time there's been some ter- turmoil with the Broncos organization. Yeah, 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 no, and I did see that about the Broncos organization, um, and I'm still like, eh. I, I was big on Elway for a minute, but I think he's made some, you know, I don't know, some of the moves recently. But dude, I mean, again, maybe I'm being a homer because I'm anti-Cleveland, being from Cincinnati, but I, I just, again, I'm I'm a big fan of tap the brakes a little here. They're they're gonna win. Seven or eight games this year. Broncos? The, oh, Browns, Browns. The Browns. Yeah. And as someone who... See, okay, okay. I think I have experience with this. I do. With with seeing how bad the Bengals were. And then they grab Carson Palmer. And he sits a year. And they go eight and eight. And by his second year as a starter, they won 11 games. 
people in Cincinnati were losing their shit. Like, oh my, this is when I lived in Las Vegas. I remember I owned a Carson Palmer jersey. I owned an Ocho Cinco t-shirt with the the Golden Spray Mohawk. My dad sent it out to me. You know, I, I had all this stuff. I was all in on the Cincinnati Bengals. But they never won a playoff game. Dude, to me, that's all that matters. Prano always says it. It's Super Bowl or bust league. Agree? It's Super Bowl or bust. Dude, if you're not winning playoff games, none of this shit matters. That's what I've been saying about the Rams, about the Chiefs, all year. I would not be that surprised if the Rams and Chiefs didn't win a playoff game because of of what I call suspect defense and you have young quarterbacks. That's all I'm saying all along. Like, that's why I do put a lot of stock right now in the Chargers with Phillip Rivers. He's a veteran quarterback. He's lost a lot. He has experience. Or a guy like Drew Brees. Or even Tom Brady. Dude, right now is so funny. Everyone is counting out the Patriots. It's a different animal come playoffs. That's why you like the Ravens too. Harbaugh. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the Patriots too. I, like I said, I'm concerned about them going on the road. They've gotten, uh, they lost to Pittsburgh on the road. They got blown out uh, by Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple more out there. That, that, As a Cowboys know. fan, who do you not want to play? I'm happy to play the Seahawks. around. Oh, really? I am. You're happy to play the Seahawks. I told you last week they're a paper tiger. I still believe that they're the team that you want to play on the road. Um, what about the Steelers? Big win yesterday. What do we make of them? Can they get home home games as well? They're not. They've not been great on the road either. Um, who? So the teams in the AFC are looking shaping up to be Kansas City, New England, Houston, Pittsburgh. And Baltimore, a, Baltimore, some 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 version of Baltimore, the Colts, and I think I can't think of who else. I'll pull it up right now. Current playoff standings. By the way, the Colts. We didn't really talk about them. They're eight and six. I think we have to agree that Frank Reich had a lot more to do with that Eagles' success last year than people were giving Absolutely him credit agree. for, right? Right now... Or the Chargers in the fifth spot. Do, yeah. What do we think of this? This happens every few years, the way they seed this, man. The Chargers are going to end up with 12 or 13 wins and be a five seed? Yeah. The Chargers could have the second best record. They're going to have a road game for the first... They're, they're going to play... They would have to win... They're going to play Pittsburgh or, or New England <laughs> in the first round. I'm just saying they're, they're not going to have a they're not going to have a it doesn't matter because they're, they're they don't have the huge home field advantage but travel you know matters. it's travel yeah um, across country there's no way the Chargers can get I don't know I don't think I don't I don't think they're going but you, you called it you called it at the beginning of the year I so called it I'm sticking by this the uh, Los Angeles, I'm so close to San San Diego there. The fun thing about these teams that are that are in it, like I I would not really want to see Tennessee or my like th- like those teams that would be terrible, but like the other these are all good teams. I think the Colts could be an interesting team. Absolutely. The Colts have not given up a hundred yard rusher, I think, this year. Uh, their defense. What I'm saying is their defense is really good. Their 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 line is back to hundred percent strength. 
What's your, what's your take? Prado's take has been that there's not that many, there's only a few really good teams in the NFL that can make it to the Super Bowl. Do you agree with that? Like, my take is there's a lot of up for grabs, especially in the AFC. Dude, you gotta, I keep bringing it up. Mahomes is a rookie. Mahomes is amazing, guys. He's the MVP at this point. We've never seen him in the playoffs, though. Andy Reid has been a giant disaster in the playoffs. So, lost to Buffalo last year, right? Or Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee at home. Yeah. So, this whole notion of like the Chiefs, you, have a, you still have a rookie quarterback, you still have a suspect defense, you still have a kind of disaster of a coach. And then you got kind of the blue bloods, right? I think it's wide open on both sides, honestly. Like, I like, think it is too. Look at the, I mean, I would expect I, I, the, the team that I'm not excited for the Cowboys to see is obviously the Saints again. They're going to go into New Orleans, having beaten them once. New Orleans like so excited for a rematch and absolutely dismantles the Cowboys. Yeah. So I'm not really looking forward to that. That's what's shaping up right now. The Cowboys to be that fourth, fourth, fifth seed. The Cowboys will lose the Seahawks. They will not. They will lose. If the Cowboys have the Seahawks at home, they will lose to the Seahawks. If the Cowboys are at home versus the Seahawks, you're taking the Seahawks. Yes. I'll take the Cowboys. What's the bet? I, I have so many Seahawks bets. One bet at a time. <laughs> okay. I mean, Prano and I bet $100 that the Seahawks wouldn't win nine games. Prano also bet me, we didn't even make a wager on that, that Russell Wilson would not be on the Seahawks in 2019. That's a weird bet. He, uh, you know, I, I know. I mean, the, the last, you know, the, the Vikings, you know, Eagles, Panthers. This is a big win, big game for the Panthers. Tonight. Panthers show up tonight. I, I agree. It's a game. You and I both have them. It's a game. The, you and I both have them. The tonight. Panthers are going to be ready tonight. Super Bowl. It's a game. Super Bowl game for them. And if they really want to show up, and if Cam Newton really wants to play well, he should shave using Harry's razors before tonight's game. I agree. Look how fresh I look. I trimmed up my beard. By the way, thank you to all the comments I've received via Instagram. Guys, look, look at the neck here. If you can see this. I trimmed this all up using Harry's, and around these edges, I used that fifth blade. See, Tug, they have this fifth blade. You get all the little spots around the nose, around areas that are hard to get. Love that fifth blade. Guys, we're partnering with Harry's right now to give you $5 off any shave set, including our limited edition holiday sets. When you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty. The offer, once again, is for new and returning customers and only available for the holidays. Each set of Harry's, as you guys know, comes with the ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave. So you could get a personalized engraved to dad, to mom, to cuck, whatever you want, guys. Those German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close and comfortable shave. It comes with sh- it comes with foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel blade cover to protect your blades, and a handsome holiday gift box. I have those, and they're absolutely amazing. Or you can get it for yourself, guys. So shipping cuts off this week for the holiday gift box. So act now. Go to harrys.com forward slash dirty right now to get $5 off any shave set while supplies last. That's harrys.com forward slash dirty i'm really enjoying this nfl discussion tug i'll tell you what it's a time of year where you know things really start to be um some complexity into the to the scheduling teams start to you know drop off talk about next year a lot of speculation um yeah i'm really it's, it's a great time of year for football 
It's a great time of year. We need Mariah Carey <laughs> to make a song <laughs> about of, NFL football. Yeah, you're going to see that December like, NFL football. You're going to see yeah Rob Riggle doing a, a piece with Mariah Carey. What's your week. What's your take on Rob Riggle? Corny hack. Um, it, some of the stuff is a little is not for me. Yeah, but you know he's there's some fun, he does some funny stuff. I don't know if the NFL Network stuff is 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 for me. What do you think? The NFL Network. I'm sorry, sorry, Fox. Oh yeah, Fox, Fox. How dare you? Yeah, you, no, I know, you, I know. I, I watched the show last night just for you. I watched Dion and the boys. You missed it because you were coming home Bro, from the Rams game. If you ball, you get the call. That's right. I love I love that show. Because to me, to me, the the what, what is it? Uh, that show is the NFL Network's version of TNT's NBA basketball. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Can I just put some clothes? Rob Riggle does some funny stuff. He was on SNL. He did some funny stuff. Rob Riggle was on SNL. Yeah, one year. I think I think it was one year. Maybe you sure yeah. he was on Daily Show? You sure he was on SNL? I believe he was. Should we look that up? I'm gonna look it up. Let's pull up a little, a little old IMDb. Then maybe we could pull up Tug Coker's IMDb. Man. What, what do you think? Everyone knows the... Let's look up his wiki. What's up? His Wikipedia. You don't think I should go to IMDb? Oh, whatever. Just down to the bottom. I mean, bro. He's pretty funny on some shows. I don't... The, the, I don't I, you know, as a person who creates shows for... Uh, sports and comedy sometimes doesn't always work, but he's. I don't see SNL, bro. Oh my god, I thought he was. I don't see Rob Riggle on sorry, SNL. Rob. I've talked about this before. He performed at my school. Was he cool? Before he did anything, an improv troupe. Yeah, I mean they were pretty good. Him and Horatio Sands and uh, wow, that's cool. Uh, what's his name? Jerry Miner at the time who was on SNL. All came. It's a completely off base. He was not on SNL. Yeah, you're off base, Sorry, bro. guys. I don't know my Rob. Oh, no. no oh, let's no, go. No. Let's go. I knew it. Doug Coker is correct. He was a featured player during the 2004-2005 season. Attaboy, Rob. Then he went to Daily Show. Unbelievable. Who do you, who do you take, Riggle or Caliendo? Where's Caliendo, by the way? What happened to him? I saw him. I, here's my thing on impersonation, guys. There's only so much I can Nobody see. Nobody does it better than Prano. Well, no. Prano is amazing. He is amazing. But I saw Caliendo, and I know I've said this story. I saw Caliendo. They used to have the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. The first one happened when I my first year that I moved there. I went to a bunch of shows, and then I worked in the casinos. So I used to get comps. The, the thing I miss most about living in Vegas, the amount of comps I used to get. Yeah. Dude, like, when I worked at Caesars Palace in the spa, all these people would always come in and give out tickets. Like, I got to see Elton John, his band comes in one day, and they're just passing out tickets. These are, like, by the way, $300, $350 a piece tickets, too. You know, I'm seeing great things from that to comedy shows to Cirque du Soleil to you name it. So I went, we had a bunch of tickets... A bunch of comp tickets. And this is actually kind of depressing. Nobody wanted to go from work with me. Like, just because nobody could go that night. So, I saw a bunch of comedy. I saw a ton of comedians back to back to back by myself. 
and it was Rob Wiggle, Rob Riggle, Harlan, or, or not Rob Riggle, uh, it was Frank Caliendo, Harlan Williams, uh, God, why am I forgetting his name? Jim Gaffigan, which, you know, all big names. But of those three that I saw that night, all back-to-back, I liked Caliendo the least. Because Harlan Williams and Jim Gaffigan are, like, your pure comics. Where Caliendo just does impersonation after impersonation after impersonation for his 45-minute set. And I'm just like, cool, you do a great... You know what I'm saying? A little goes a long way. Yeah, you do a great George Bush. You do a great Clinton. You do a great John Madden. Cool. Got any material? <laughs> it's a great skill. No, but it's a great skill. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to demean it. Like, oh, no, I know you're doing. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, it's just for me personally, as a guy who loves stand up, which ironically, Prano doesn't do any impersonations in his stand up act. Hmm. I think we should. I think we should set up Prano to do like, uh, like all black shows where he just does Stephen A. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> The bigger question is, will Prano listen to this to hear us telling him he should do that? He was on YouTube. He was on night. YouTube. This is this is the perfect time for him to just chime in. Like, yeah. I'm watching you bitches. Yeah. Well, Tug, before we get to... I want to do some college. Are, are, are we done with the NFL? Anything else we want to talk about? I think we, I think we did, I think, a good, did a good recap on the week. Was, I think it was an amazing recap. Yeah. I do want to go to a Rams home playoff game. That's the one last Sounds thing. like you have a good shot, so. Yeah, I want to do that. And uh, I might be able to do that if I uh, check out what's going on with my app, my favorite app to, there's really not a segue there, but let's just do it. Robinhood. Now, Tug, this is what I want you to do. I want you to stop investing your money into calling these games and Take that money and put it in a Robinhood app. I think you'd like this, this Robinhood app. Now, you can buy and sell stocks, cryptocurrencies. It's all commission-free. Do you have a stockbroker, Tug? I have a, a financial advisor. Financial advisor? Yes. Now, now, my dad, I don't know if you know this, Walt Ruther is a retired stockbroker. My dad used to take a fee, of course. Right? That's part of what he's doing. Now, sorry, Dad. Robinhood might have you beat because they do not take any fees. Other brokerage firms can charge up to $10 every cha- trade. Robinhood does not charge commission. We have a dirtball who, who knows cryptocurrency. He sends us updates. I don't think it's a real person either because it looks like some sort of, so, some sort of uh, artificial intelligence bot. Yeah. But I think they know what's going on. They send us updates. Guys, download the Robinhood, na- Robinhood app right now. Uh, I'm not smart when it comes to this stuff. I've made that known. I'm not savvy. They have very easy to understand charts and market data. You can place a trade in just four taps on your cell phone. And even better, Robinhood is offering Dirtballs a free stock. Guys, that's some big cap letters. Free, like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. You can sign up right now at dirtysports.robinhood.com. That's dirtysports.robinhood.com. And again, if you use any of our sponsors... Go in the description section of the podcast, send a screenshot, and I'll send you some koozies. Okay. Can I, know- I, just, can I just interject one thing on our last NFL yes, thing? Yes, sir. Just got an updated list of Super Bowl odds. These are the rankings in Vegas of who they think are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to list them in order. Saints, number one. 
What are the odds? Eight to five. Okay. Rams, nine to two. So you have two NFC teams. Then you then we go. The next five teams are all from the AFC. Chiefs, six to one. Chargers, seven to one. Patriots, eight to one. Steelers, fourteen to one, and Texans fourteen to one. Then I'll finish off with the last three. Bears, sixteen to one. Cowboys twenty to one. Seahawks twenty five to one. Okay. If I'm gonna put money down, I'm hundred percent putting money on the Bears. Sixteen to one. Put a hundred bucks down, get sixteen hundred bucks back. Yeah. I think it's a good bet as well. Of all those teams, I think putting money on the Bears is your best bet for a return. I'd put money. I put. I'd put money on the Bears. I would put money on the Saints because you're still getting positive return. Yeah. And it just it's just set up so well for them. Sure. Uh, they have no belief in the Ravens. Forty to one. And Colts eighty to one. No belief. Eagles hundred to one. They have to get in the they have to get in the show first. So these are teams that still have to get in the show. Yeah, I like that Bears move though, man. Bears are not a team anybody wants to face. I'm telling you. Let's talk a little college football, Tug. Okay. Saw this coming. Now they are looking to expand the playoffs. This is why I hate college football, man. I mean, it is, though. It's like you have an old car and you have massive problems with the engine, the alternator, the transmission, and you get one, just one thing fixed. When you know long-term it's not sustainable. That's what college football did. They had a BCS system, which was a disaster. They kept leaving undefeated Power 5 conference teams, like when Auburn went undefeated, or some of these other teams that I can't think of off the top of my head, or Penn State, remember, when they had that amazing offense. These teams who didn't play in the championship game, and they made a four-team playoff, which we all knew was going to be a disaster. So now they're discussing eight teams. When still... Every other division has 16 when the NFL has 12. I just don't get the short-sighted dumbness because, one, you're going to make more money. You have more playoff games. It's more lucrative. I mean, Why is this so difficult? I'm trying to think of like a point to argue with with you, but there's really nothing to be said. I mean, the the problem that you have with like the NCAA is that they're trying to be, they're just still trying to masquerade like they're in the, they have the best interests of players. Yeah, and it's such it's such buffoonery. It is. They like they think like oh these guys have played a lot of games oh it's around you know they're playing they're practicing through finals times. You know, all this stuff is so ridiculous that I agree. Like, every other school in the country that's not a D1 school is doing this. And they're actually going to class. Yeah. You could just take away, like, Alabama playing, you know, Tennessee Chattanooga if you wanted to. Make the first round of games be a home game, you know? Well, that's exactly what they would do. Yeah. Make the first round of games a home game. 
if you have eight or 16 teams. You know why shit like this doesn't happen? Because you have morons. And I've gone off on this guy before. He is a... I don't know how they're so good. I don't know how he continues to make them a good, viable, championship competitive program. Dabo Sweeney is a fucking idiot. Why do you say that? I'm worked up. He's a fucking idiot. What now? What do you do now? This is what Dabo Sweeney told reporters Friday after practice discussing expanding the playoffs. And I'm quoting him. I'd be more back to two, to be honest with you. I'm not more as better guy. First of all, you're not more of a fucking speaking guy, you fucking moron. I know there's a huge crowd out there for that, but I think college football is unique. And now, all of a sudden, it just becomes like everything else when you do that, in my opinion. What the fuck does that mean, Dabo? What the fuck are you talking about? You're a fucking idiot. I fucking hate this guy. I he, I know there's a huge crowd out there for that, but I think college is unique and it becomes like everything. You mean everything else that works like the NFL, like every other level of college football. This guy's so stupid. You want to go back to two teams? Why not even have, just don't even have a playoff stab on. Just, just don't, I got to read some more. He says, I love all the funky matchups. I love the funky Cole Medina, Poland Weed Eater Bowl. Guys, I'm not making this up. These are that actual is, quotes. I'm looking at that. That's amazing. I love all that. I love the crazy games. There's obviously a market for it because them TVs love to put it on there. I love the trips and that I've experienced as a player and a coach. What is he talking about? Hey, Dabo, you know you can still go on those trips to these bowls that actually mean something in a playoff. Then here's his take that I fucking hate. He says this. I think the more you expand, the more that becomes. I know that falls on a lot of deaf ears, and it means I'm... It doesn't mean I'm right. That just in my opinion, I'm telling everybody, I'm telling anybody else that they're wrong. And he says this line. This is the line that I fucking hate. But I love the passion of college football and think the more you expand, the less the season matters. Oh, and he's done. Like college basketball, the regular season means nothing. Like NBA, the regular season means nothing. Like NFL, the regular season means... What the fuck are you talking about? How dumb can this man be? How stupid can you... What do you mean the regular season wouldn't matter? So your games against Florida State wouldn't matter at all? Well, I can answer this. Let's. Why do you think he's saying this? Why do you think he's saying this? Because it makes it tougher for them... To win a title. That's right. That's right. He he knows how how lucky he has it because he plays in the ACC. As I you know, and I graduated from an ACC school. He knows that Clemson should be in the final two or four every year. And so expanding does make it harder for him to win a championship. I mean, he's just trying to like he just knows where his bread is buttered. I'm surprised that he's kind of biting the hand that feeds him a little bit by doing the the talking about the TV ratings but he knows that half his year oh and he's wrong he's 100 percent wrong 
Devo is wrong. His line about the blah, 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 fucking bolt. No. No, Devo. Cole Medina. No, no one. <laughs> good reference. Yeah. No one's watching those games, Dabo. No one's watching the Beefo Brady Bowl. No one's watching the. Have fucking- you seen the stands of those games? Yeah, it's, it's so when they when they do the wide shot, it's so embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Prano and I have talked about this. It's embarrassing. The fucking, the fucking six hour energy drink bowl. <laughs> the I fucked your mom bowl. The fu- the the fu- just do a cuck bowl. They should just do a cut cam bowl. All these bowl games that mean nothing. Tug is right. It's embarrassing. When they show the stands in those games, it's like 5,000 people. It's really tough to watch. So, so one, Dabo's wrong. He's just wrong. Expanding the playoffs just means that they're going to take some of these traditional bowls like the Gator Bowl or the Capital One Bowl or whatever they are and just make them playoff games. Just like they've done with the Rose Bowl, Sugar, Fiesta, Chick-fil-A, Cotton. They're, they're already doing it. Actually, you know, it's probably, I mean, I'd argue that like the cha- the BCS cha- or the championship has already diluted the other bowls anyway. Like, I'd, like you watching, getting, if the Rose Bowl is not in the, in the final four, you don't care about the Rose Bowl as much. Like this year. You don't care about the Cotton Bowl as much if it's not in. So reach out to expand this, to, to the, get those balls involved. The other, the bowl committee should be more, they should be pushing harder for it. I agree. It just, we it, want a piece of that. There's more money to be made. There's more money for everybody to be made. Because if your Gator Bowl then is suddenly a playoff game, the sponsorship for those games is going to be that much more. Agreed? The sponsorship, the, the teams are going to tr- be more incentivized to travel. Their, their, their fan fans. bases. I mean, Dabba just knows that the ACC is such a joke right now. That they're in it every year. Dude, this guy's a head coach. Were you reading those quotes? Dude, these quotes, Davo Sweeney's quotes sound like the coach, the coach from Waterboy you can't understand. This is a legitimate top five coach. I love all the funky matchups. I love the funky cold Medina pulling weed eater bowl. I mean, I have to admit, though, that Dabo Sweeney quote read by Andy Ruther is one of the hardest things to understand. I mean, unbelievable. (laughs) I'm just so over this shit because this is, again, this this circles back to me losing my mind a few weeks ago to all these people who want to say college football. College football is not better. This is why. This is why, guys. College, the college, and I'm going to go this far. College football's playoff system is like not letting black people drink out of the same water fountain. You guys are stuck in the fucking 50s. You're stuck in the 50s. That's what, that's what that is. You like don't want to change. You're that person who's like, oh, two gay guys shouldn't get married. That's what you are. You're like the, you're like the football equivalent to that. that. That's who's running college football is like the racist guy who doesn't want to accept different people. This makes zero fucking sense. We've already laid it out. More money will be made. And you got guys, the regular season ain't going to matter when I play Syracuse and Wake Forest and Duke. Yeah, it still fucking matters. You can't lose those games. You fucking dipshit. Fuck Dabo Sweeney. I'm I'm 100%. I already didn't like Clemson. I'm rooting against them every game. Who, who they got in Notre Dame, right? And I don't like Notre Dame. Oh, I'm rooting man, for Notre you're, Dame. You're, you're, oh, wow. So, uh, your boy uh, Brian Kelly, Coach of the Year, announced today. He was. Yep. Former Cincinnati 
Bearcat head coach. Biggest win this year, beating Michigan. Second biggest win, beating Syracuse. Are you saying they don't belong? Um, Clemson almost lost to Syracuse at home. Yeah. That's, that's why we need eight teams. Well, no, we don't because the regular season ain't going to matter, Tug. How when- good would a funky cold Medina ball be? Tone Loke playing at halftime. Doing wild thing. On loop. <laughs> <laughs> Every commercial break, it's just Tone Loke, Funky Colmadina on loop. <laughs> He'd be so psyched right now. He's got his reps calling. What's Tone Loke up to these days? He, had, he dabbled in acting a little. Ace Ventura. I was going to say. Great. Got that voice. He's got an amazing voice. Yeah. I shouldn't get this angry about all this stuff. But stupidity angers me. Yeah. And it shouldn't. Because I already know how dumb people are in this country. I'm not the smartest guy, but I think I'm a practical, logical guy. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, we're just dealing with logic here. And all these fucking guys, they haven't figured it out. To think that we don't get to see UCF and Ohio State play this year. Like, we don't want to see that. Georgia, we don't want to see that. Can you imagine if the NFL, can you imagine this? If the NFL right now said, nope, nope, the only teams in the playoffs right now are going to be the Saints, the Rams. This is the equivalent. The Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Texans. That's The that, Patriots just lost, so they're, they're out. They're out. They're, they're not, they're they're not done. Lying. Yep. They're done. Nobody wants to see them. Sorry, Bears. I know you're playing well. Too little, too late. You're out. That's why, again, don't ever come at me and talk about college football being better than the NFL. Just don't. Until you guys update from the 1950s, get out of there. <laughs> Just fucking get out. Andy Ruther t-shirt. Get out of there. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're stealing their line. Well, Tug, I know we, we can't have you get a parking ticket. You're parked on the streets of Mildred, where they do street sweep cleaning. It's really dangerous out there today, guys. Well, to what did you get... see when you parked your car? I just uh... did you see did you see some 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 homeless vagabonds? A few people out there, but um, just just like people not curbing their dogs, cleaning up after their dogs. Really, sad. I didn't. I wasn't familiar with that term until you said it this morning. Yeah. Just not picking up their dog shit. Yeah, just pick them up. Just pick it up. Yeah, really sad. It's 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 a marker for a, how how disastrous this area is. How dangerous it is. My area. So dangerous. Most most expensive, dangerous place in America. That's right. It's um, but it's always good to be back here. I mean, this is it's you know I, I we didn't talk about it too much, but excited to be here for the renovation. <laughs> Renovation <laughs> of the Smut Shack. Excited for maybe next time I'll be here. We'll be announcing now or talking. But also, I am I am excited about this idea of March Madness. We talked you a are. about you are very excited. Yeah, I'm so, excited. That's one thing the NCA does right, right? We we have a lot of complaints about the NCA, but the one thing they get right is is March Madness. Exactly. Why wouldn't you like? Why wouldn't you get together as a group and be like, how do we make every other company on earth? Thinks about marketing and branding and says, how do we make our brand the most exciting brand? And to not do that 
with foot regards to the football. Yeah, makes it makes no That's sense. What I'm saying, like like the incident. This is what I'm saying about the NCAA. They figured it out with March Madness. It's the most exciting time of year. It's also the busiest time of year for Las Vegas. So you have all these financial elements coming into play with gambling, with the TV deals, with the excitement of the actual games on the court. But college football is going, no, we want no part of that. Nothing. Because it would do the same exact similar things if there was a college football playoff. But I'm excited, Tug. We're going to do it up. I agree with you. We're going to need a couple more TVs in here. We're going to do March Madness in the Smut Studio. But by that point, the renovation will be fully complete. This area will be fully complete. I'm thinking about getting a Murphy desk. Wow. People don't talk about, they talk about Murphy beds. No one talks about a Murphy desk. I've looked into some things. Murphy desk. And I will, I'm not going to lie. That idea of me, that apartment is open. The idea of me renting that as solely an apartment and this place turning it solely into a podcast studio, taking my bed area, making that the Dent Report video recording area, it, it might be on the table. That'd be amazing. What, what do you need? What do you need from us? What do you need from... Two grand a month. <laughs> That's what I need. $2,000 a month to afford that place next door on top of the rent that I pay here. Prano thinks I'm nuts. People think I'm crazy. But I will put it, I will put it in this context. If you rent out a podcast studio, it's probably going to charge you 100 bucks an hour. Agreed? Agreed. We go live in here for about two hours twice a week. That's 400 bucks a week times four weeks. That's $1,600. I don't pay $1,600 in rent in here. Does Prano take dirty slides? Does he, does he take your stuff and go to his house to do dirty slides? He does it uh, at Andy Lazarus's place. But they just do audio. Okay. But I want, I would like to have dirt, the Dent Report video too. I'm all in on YouTube, bro. Yep. I've heard it's, I've heard it's a big thing now. It's coming of age. My dad talks about it all the time. YouTube? He loves YouTube. My dad is, my dad just discovered it in the last year. Obsessed. Is he still on Facebook? He never uses Facebook. Good for him. He's like, my dad, my dad, uh, he, he knows how to cook. He's a pretty good cook, so I'll call him. I'm, I've been trying to cook a lot. That's my thing in the last year myself. So, like, I got scallops the other day from uh, Costco, and I called my dad. I was like, Dad, like, what's the best way to cook scallops? Am I grilling them? Am I, am I frying them on a pan? Am I baking them? My dad's like, YouTube. It has everything. That was, his, that was his response. YouTube, it has everything. It is true. All the, it is true how much how-to stuff there is. To, and he's right. Yeah. I went on YouTube. I cooked some scallops. They were amazing. My apologies. The place still. I cooked scallops and lobster tail. The place still smells like fishy. I couldn't get the fish smell out. To be fair, there's always like a fish-like smell in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tug, it's been fun, buddy. You, you. I can't thank you enough. You are always an amazing fill-in for Prano. Well, thank you. I appreciate, you know, Joe uh, letting me, you know, jump into his spot. You know, you guys are both good friends of mine, so I appreciate it. Uh, and to the Dirtballs, thanks for letting me hop on uh, and, and, you know, bother you guys for the last week. Um, appreciate all the support on social media. Follow me at Tug Coker on Instagram, at Tug Coker on Twitter. Hopefully I'll have some good news about some things I'm working on coming up in the next couple of weeks. So perfect. Hang, hang in there with me. 
And our TV giveaway contest is still going underway. I have to apologize again. I forgot to put the link last episode in the description. So if you want to basically sign up, it's free. I'm giving away a 50-inch TV. Just go to the link in the description of this episode. You can get you can get entries by subscribing on YouTube, even if you're already subscribed. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Those are all ways that you can get various entries into our 50-inch TV giveaway, which will be drawn on Christmas Day. Okay, Dirtballs, tis the season. NFL. All I want for Christmas. There it was. There it is. <laughs> right, Carrie, listen to it. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the show. Have a great week. Joe will be back on Thursday. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>